0: all right hi everyone um hope everyone is having a great start to nfl wild card weekend this is episode one of the triple read option podcast uh and tonight i am your host henry Sue, joined alongside my good friends frank coppola and mark pucci we'll all let introduce themselves uh in a little bit um but given that this is our introduction episode just a quick stab uh introduction of who we are and what this podcast will primarily be about. Um, At the end of the day, we're just three dudes who really love ball. Uh, We talk ball all the time, it seems on an hourly basis in our group chat. And we decided uh, for 2024, why not let's have these conversations uh, on a video format and who knows, maybe the rest of the world will even find some of our our takes interesting. Um, So like I said, we are the triple read option podcast. And so the basis of the podcast is, Uh, Obviously, if you follow football, a very common offense scheme these days is going to be the read option. And so for our podcast with three of us, essentially, we're going to have our own perspectives and reads on different situations and games throughout the NFL. Uh, And then as the audience, it'll be up to you to figure out which of these three reads uh, you're willing to follow the most. Um, so that's just a little bit about the podcast, I guess, for myself personally. Uh, like I said, my name is Henry. Uh, I grew up just north of Indianapolis, and so I am a diehard Colts fan. I uh, feel like that's important information to our listeners uh, in case, you know, game predictions and things like that come up. You can call us out on our personal biases. Um, and So with that, before we continue, I'll kick it off to uh, Mark Pucci to introduce himself.
1: What's up, team? I am Mark Pucci, proudly born and raised in Cincinnati, who Day Bengals fan, and that's really, really all you gotta know. My reads will be the best; they'll be the most fun, and I think that's 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 all you gotta know for now. And just gonna enjoy the ride. Let's see what uh, let's see what old Frankie has to say.
2: Hello, football fans. Thank you for joining us here on the Triple Read Option Podcast for Episode 1. My name is Frank Coppola. I grew up on Long Island, so I am a big Giants fan. The one thing you must know about me in terms of my NFL experience is the draft. NFL Draft Weekend is my favorite weekend of the entire year. I prepare for it for all 12 months. As soon as the last one ends, I start preparing for the next one. So you will hear me get increasingly more excited as we inch toward the April draft and then kind of tone down my excitement as we kind of go through May and June until, of course, training camp starts up again. However, excited to join you guys. uh, Ready for this wild card episode. Let's break it down.
0: Frank, you've got a really smooth podcaster's voice. Like I, I didn't really notice that until we started recording. Uh, but you nail it. I, I think we got to give you the the hosting mic more episodes than not. Um, yeah, spectacular stuff.
2: Well, you could say I have a lot of experience as a podcast listener. So I'm <laughs> excited to get these chops out a little bit as a podcaster. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so with this being our first episode, obviously, you know, this podcast is going to evolve, you know, as our conversations do, as you know, the content our listeners demand us, you know, so bear with us. Uh, honestly, we'll probably just forget that we're being recorded and we're going to be posting this content during most of our conversations as we have them podcast or no podcast. Uh, but we're really, really excited to share some of our some of our reads and hot takes uh, with you all. So. Uh, with that being said, we are recording this on Tuesday, January ninth, and so this is the twenty twenty three NFL Wild Card Weekend, and that is basically the most important issue on hand. And so, with that, um, for some of our you know watchers who are going to be watching on YouTube one day, I'll go ahead and share our screen for you know the three of us, and then we could go ahead and dive into the Wild Card landscape. All right. So it was an exciting week 18, Um, disappointing for some of us. But I guess Pucci, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners kind of what your thoughts are on these matchups this upcoming weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for these matchups, mostly because as a Bengals fan, I can watch uh, a few teams in the AFC all lose within the same week. Um, I'm looking at the Steelers, Chiefs, and Browns. Sorry for you guys who are fans out there of those teams. But I am looking forward to them potentially losing. Um, but regardless, I think we do have a lot of close matchups in both conferences. Um, there's not When I was going through these, preparing for this, I didn't really see any. Didn't really see maybe one or two that were, like blown away. A lot of them, I think, are going to be closer matchups than maybe some others think. So should, should, should be good ones. Yeah, Frank, yeah
2: absolutely. In general, kind of an overview, one thing I find really interesting about this playoff field is just how differently a lot of these teams are built. I mean, we've seen some explosive offenses with lackluster defenses. We've seen some defenses led by pass rushes that, you know, where the offense really just has a rushing attack. I'm looking at you Cleveland Browns and uh, just a lot of teams that are just built very differently. You know, we have teams like the Packers and the Texans incredibly young teams. And then we have more veteran teams like the chiefs and, um, so just some really different matchups. And I think it's kind of cool we have some what you would call almost revenge matchups, headlined, mm-hmm. of course, by Lions-Rams kind of coming to fruition, seeing that trade, Matt Stafford against the Lions, Jared Goff against the Rams. So that's one of them. And another one, you know, Mike McCarthy coaching against the Packers. So a couple of really cool matchups in this one and um, should be a really good wild card weekend
0: yeah no i know the nfl media is going to be talking about you know this glorious script this weekend has produced for us in terms of matchups but kind of what i'm more intrigued about is how in this day and age where it seems like the best teams are all aerial you know pass heavy offenses uh we do have a variety of teams that are built in different ways you know and we we have our thoughts on how these matchups are going to go now certainly but uh i think if there's anything about the nfl there's there's a lot of parity in this league and you can win in a lot of different ways and so uh, I guess Pucci, which which matchup are you most excited for? You know, just as a spectator this weekend.
1: As expect, I mean, I think the closest matchup that we have this week is going to be that Texans Browns game. I think that could be not that I think it's going to be an explosive game by any means, um, while it could be. Um, I think it's going to be the closest one in terms of what I think was going to be very interesting to watch. And then what, but what I'm most excited for though would be that in the NFC that Lions Rams game that Frank alluded to with the the golf golf coming home stafford coming home you know placing their I mean that's that's the scripted NFL game right there for for all you who like a good storyline. So I'm excited for that one. Also a big fan of the Lions. I think Dan Campbell's exciting so I think I won't that one will be the that will be one will be the most fun I think on, over the weekend.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Lions-Rams is the one I'm looking forward to most. If I had to call out another one, though, I'm going to go to Chiefs-Dolphins. And mostly because these are two teams that we've seen them, especially early in the season, how well these two teams can play, especially on offense. And in the last really six weeks or so, how bad these offenses can look. You know, with the Dolphins, it's really kind of more related to injuries and inconsistencies and turnovers. And the Chiefs, of course, you know, we've seen their wide receiver struggles and leading the NFL in drops this year. And so, Which version of these teams show up? You know, we know the Chiefs have really been led by their defense this year, which is pretty weird to say for a Patrick Mahomes-led team. But um, which version of these teams show up? How do these offenses match up with each other? And we know this can be an explosive game, but this could also be like a 17-14 kind of game if, if we see the offenses playing sloppy like they have the last month. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how those two teams show up.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's rare that in both conferences, the 3-6 matchups are kind of the most intriguing matchups for a lot of a lot of spectators. But I think that's the case this year. Um, obviously, the 4-5 matchups are, are close as well. Uh, but I mean, let's go ahead and just dive straight into the 2-7 matchups. Uh, we Go ahead and start in the AFC. Um, I guess, Pucci, if you want to give us your breakdown of this game and then provide your pick for this matchup.
1: Yeah, so for the Bills, Bill Steelers, um, that's what we're talking about, right? Uh, okay. Yeah. So this game, um, I didn't spend too much time on this one, just because, I mean, the the Bills just coming, just looking at the teams in general, are a better team than the Steelers. I think the Steelers have limped into the the playoffs. You know, I I think they just, I I just every every time they won, I'm like, I can't believe this team just won all year. What?
0: There a little salt in your voice, Poochie?
1: You know what? There is no bias in this at all. No, no salt. They, they look, man. They got. They were like set records this year for being like one of the most outgained teams in history. Yet still are winning games. I mean, if that doesn't speak to a fraudulent winning record, I don't know what does. I think Mike Tomlin just made a deal with the devil that he's never allowed to have a losing record. So. That's how I think they got in. That being said, they also have Watt out. The best player on their team is going to be out for this game. I think it was already declared today that he won't be there, um, which will affect their biggest, their biggest strength. I mean, he's the leader of that team. He's the he's the face of the team. I think that's going to be massive. Um, so, looking at the game itself, I think it's going to be a huge rushing game. You know, these. I think when you look at what the Steelers do well, what the Bills do well. What they do bad on off defenses, I think rushing is going to be a big factor. So I don't I actually I don't think it's going to be a relatively close game. However, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game just because of all the rushing that's involved. But regardless, the Bills are going to win. Um, that's 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 what I got for this one, Frankie. What any okay. uh, in, in, in agreements, disagreements you got?
2: No, absolutely. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have given the Steelers much of a chance to win this game anyway, but no TJ Watt. I I don't give the Steelers much of a run in this game. And I mean, look, we've seen Mason Rudolph really create some explosive plays with the Steelers the last three weeks since he took over as the starter. And so If there's any opportunity for the Steelers, I think they have to come out early. I think they have to throw the ball downfield to those two receivers on the outside, try to get something going and force the Bills to play with a little bit of urgency from behind. Could force the Bills to to convert some turnovers, which we've seen all season long, but definitely going with the Bills. I think they'll take over early. And I think that the ascendancy of their running game led by James Cook is what's going to help them win this game. It's something that the bills haven't been able to do in the past, but have been much better about them over the last couple of weeks leading up to the playoffs. So definitely picking the bills. Um, Steelers kind of have a fine line to walk if they want to try to win this game. And I think that's their only path to victory. So
0: I do feel like if uh, TJ Watt was healthy, this game could be a little bit more interesting just because with some of the turnover prone issues that Josh Allen has, I could see a Mike Tomlin coach team going into Buffalo and giving them problems or at least making it interesting, you know, come come the fourth quarter. Uh, but without Watt, I, I don't think the Steelers' defense is the same. Uh, I think this line is a little bit ridiculous, though, um, you know, even without Watt at minus 10. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to add to your guys' thoughts. I'm going with Buffalo as well. I think I have 21-12. I'm imagining a lower scoring game somewhere in that range. So we've got our first clean sweep across the board, and I don't think we'll be alone in in those thoughts at all. So, all right, let's dive into probably the more interesting out of the two seven matchups over in the NFC. Uh, Frank, why don't you start us off by telling us uh, in the audience about your favorite quarterback in the league, Jordan Love?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I'm a huge NFL draft enthusiast. I think I was one of the only people that actually thinks Jordan Love was underdrafted. I had him going as a top 10 pick that year. I saw that kind of talent from him. I know he had an inconsistent profile, but we've seen this year kind of throughout the season, very consistent with who he was coming out of college, which is the high highs, the off schedule throws, the sidearm throwing off the back foot. Um, But then also some turnovers early in the year and and a little bit of inaccuracy and kind of, you know, kind of going for that a little bit of that gunslinger ride, but really put it together the last few weeks and really finished as the hottest quarterback in the NFL the second half of the season. So that being said, I still think the Cowboys are going to be a little too much for them. You guys know the Packers in terms of median age are the youngest team in NFL history to make the playoffs. Really, really cool, very bright future for this team. Um, I don't think it happens necessarily for them this week or this year at all, but really good signs coming from the Packers. I just think that the Cowboys' explosive passing game is going to be too much for the Packers' secondary. If I had to call out one sort of mismatch that's really, I think, is going to tip the scales in this game is we've just seen the Packers' defense be too inconsistent. I think the one chance that they have is if we get that pass roast that showed up against Chicago this past weekend and what we saw on Thanksgiving against the Lions – where they were pushing double-digit sacks, intense pressure from the four-man front every single play. That's the one thing that can get the Packers in this game. But by the second half, I just think this Cowboys passing attack has been probably the hardest one to stop in the NFL, maybe with the exception of the Dolphins. And So I, I just think it's going to be too much for that Packers secondary.
0: Yeah, so for our listeners out there, um, Frank and I would have these mini debates, you know, through text conversations of basically just me making fun of Jordan Love, despite barely watching him play, uh, both in college and in the NFL. Uh, but the truth of the matter, truth of the matter is, I've personally been pretty impressed with his growth this year. Um, I think it took some time, as you would expect, for a quarterback kind of making his first official start. Uh, you know, Matt Lafleur kind of learning his tendencies and what he likes, what he doesn't like. Uh, but the Cowboys have been an explosive, explosive team this year. Uh, I guess in terms of like potential hiccups, I could see the Packers providing Dallas was uh, Dallas tends to struggle against power running games and the Packers can run the ball. They, they're they not exceptional at it this year, um, but it's not absurd to think that they can go into Dallas and, and make some noise on the ground. Um, yeah, but with that being said, I, I agree that in general, the, the Dallas Cowboys will just be too explosive for them. I have the Cowboys winning 34 to 24 for this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to add from what you guys have already said. Um, you know, Dak, Dak and C D, they've been connecting all year. They've been on fire. Um you said love, love the second half of the year has really been rolling. I mean, he's coming in hot to the playoffs. I, I like what you said, Henry, about the road to the Packers upsetting here. It would be the run game. Um, I think the big difference between these two teams, they have similar offenses. Just the Cowboys have a much better pass rush and overall coverage when it comes to handling the passing attack from their opponents. So I think the best thing the Packers do could count that just by running the ball. That also keeps the ball out of Dak's hands, out of CD's hands. So that's their best avenue. That being said, the Cowboys are just our are better team. They're going to win this game.
0: Guys, this is supposed to be like the, the triple read option podcast where we have like different picks and reads on things like that. Um, but so far, we're, it seems like we're all uh, in sync for our 2-7 matchup predictions. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to maybe where we might have our first disagreement. Let's stay in the NFC. Let's go to the 4-5 matchups. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are a three-point favorite at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Pucci, what are your thoughts on that line and the Bucks being underdogs at all?
1: I actually don't agree with that line. You know, I'm gonna start off by saying I, I pit the Bucks here. I think the Eagles are in. I think the Eagles are in shambles. You know, they're limping in. They're they're limping into the 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 wild card round. You know, they got in. They literally got injuries across the board. Uh, they just lost standout rookie Sidney Brown. Just went down twin brother of Chase Brown, shout out. Um, and, you know, Hertz is coming off an injury with his, his throw, middle finger on his throwing hand. They say he's going to be fine. A.J. Brown's coming with a knee injury. I think it was like a sprained MCL, so not, nothing torn. So he's going to play. Devonta Smith just missed a game, you know. They lost one of their guards. I think Jurgens, or I don't know, he's guard tackle, I forget, but he 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 left the game, got poked in the eye. I mean, all these guys are going to be playing, but they're going to be playing rough. There's a lot of things going on in that that locker room that just doesn't sound right. Um, so I'm I'm going this this one being being as the better ranked team and the home team. I'm calling it, you know, but still the upset. That's the my first upset I'm picking for for this week. You know, I think. Baker's going to pull together. You know, he, he he stuck out last game with some broken ribs or whatever he's got going on, and still got the win. Bad win against, but it was a win against the Panthers. Former yeah. pseudo horrors is the number one pick, but not really. Um, it was not in a win, but I I think they're going to carry on. I think they're going to push through here, and I think it's just more about how in shambles the Eagles are. You know, I could see them coming back. I could see them being like, all right, after that disgusting and humiliating loss to the Giants We just had the end of the year reset for the playoffs. I just don't think they're the team to do it. I don't know. That locker room just doesn't seem put together.
0: Yeah, and for our listeners, uh, Pucci actually picked the Giants to upset the Eagles in week 18. Um, Probably one of the most impressive upset picks of the week. And so uh, you might be onto something here. Um, Frank, do you agree?
2: You know, this one was really tough because... Like you said, Poochie, it's just the the way the Eagles are limping into the playoffs. It it makes it hard to visualize them putting together a win, but this is a veteran team, and even with all their deficiencies over the last couple weeks, they're still doing some of the things that typically travel well and win you in the playoffs, which is rushing the passer and the ability to run the football. And so because of those two things, I am going with the Eagles here. I'm not confident in it. I can tell you that for sure, but – the big thing when I was digging into the numbers, uh, shout-out to Pro Football Reference, tremendous source for stats and analytics for the NFL if anyone chooses to use it. Um, these two teams had almost the same net yards per passing play, 6.4 for the Eagles, 6.3 for the Bucks. So similar throughout the season uh, amount of explosiveness from the passing game. The difference is in the running game. The Eagles averaged throughout the entire season 4.3 yards per rush tied to the eighth most in the league and the buccaneers were dead last with 3.4 their inability to run the ball especially against what is still a formidable eagles front four i think that's going to be the ultimate downfall i think the buccaneers are going to end up having to play from behind i don't even think the eagles are going to have to do that much so we've seen sloppiness turnovers and inconsistencies in the passing game i don't think the eagles are going to have to rely on it that much just their ability to stop the run and that earns you the right to then rush the passer which we know that they're capable of I just think they're going to physically overwhelm the Buccaneers and kind of beat them at that part of their game. And then I think they're just going to win in a really close one. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, something like a probably like a 13-10 to 10 kind of game. I think it's going to be that type of oh, slugfest, fest. Yeah. Not an actual score prediction, but just something that looks kind of like that, really low-scoring. I mean, we saw the Buccaneers' offense only put up nine points against the Panthers, and the Panthers' defense is a lot better than their offense. But I think the Eagles are going to be able to win the game. Playing their game. And I think they can that group of veterans can kind of put everything behind them from the last month and at least put together one decent playoff performance here.
0: Yeah, Frank, you make a the point I really wanted to emphasize, which is kind of in the Eagles like season struggles um in the last couple games, really, aside from some of their offensive struggles, their biggest problem for the Eagles has primarily been their rush defense, uh, which has just been horrific. Um, just they've been gashed on the ground game after game, uh, but the Buccaneers are dead last in the league uh, in terms of ability to run the ball. I think in terms of like total rushing yards, they average 88 rushing yards a game, which is pretty atrocious uh, in in today's NFL. Uh, and so because of that, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be able to take advantage of the Eagles' inability to stop the run, uh, which inherently will impact their ability to pass the ball off the run, to do you know play action. Um, And i also think just from a philadelphia standpoint like there's just too much talent on this team so they've actually played each other once already this year i think the eagles won 25 to 11. uh but i think that was week three where you know baker mayfield was still kind of settling in with the offense you know trying to figure out you know probably still learning his teammates names if we're being honest um i think the offense is a little bit more you know figured out at this point and this is not bad um, but at the end of the day, I think the Eagles have too much talent, and I think that they've had a couple wake-up calls at this point. Um, they're not going to be sleeping on Tampa Bay despite being favorites this week. Uh, I'm picking the Eagles to beat the Buccaneers 24 to 17.
1: See, I think those are, I think those are good reads, guys. You guys are reading the numbers well. I think you you are missing out, though, is reading the vibes. I mean, you you take us back to that Buccaneers when they played the Bucks in Week Three. Think about the vibes of that. Eagles are coming in hot. Coming, I think they're two and all going in that game. Um, I mean, they started the year 10 and one, you know, second team in history to go 10 and one, not win their division. So throw that out there. But they're coming off a trip to the Super Bowl. Vibes are hot. They're going. This coming into this week, vibes are dead. I mean, this team's their locker room has been falling apart. The media, they, they've been falling apart in the media and everything you've seen since like. I don't know. Since they were like 10 in 10, ten and three or ten and six, where whatever they whatever they were coming in, and back half of the year they were dying. I got on my Monday morning, got on my uh, morning work call. You know, my company. I work for those who don't know. I work in New York. I got a lot of coworkers that are from the Philly area. They're all getting on. They're like, this is this is terrible. I hope we lose on Monday night versus the Bucks, just to get this over with. This season's a wash. I mean, they're 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 acting like they have the first overall pick. You know, these the fan, their fans right now, and like, I mean, that's what an Eagles fan is. They they wear their emotions on their sleeve, and the emotions are not vibing. This is I, this is the biggest the the read for the numbers. Yes, would scream Eagles, but the vibes are there. It's gonna be the Bucks. I'm stick, you know, sticking with it. It's gonna be the Bucks.
0: I think that's fair. I just think that in terms of vibe, in terms of teams coming in and like building off of momentum or lack thereof, like you need to be able to match up with them physically, especially up front to take advantage of that vibe, right? Especially like if you've got a ferocious defensive line coming after a heavily favored team that has tr- trouble protecting the quarterback, like that that's when vibes matter. But I feel like in this case, like I don't really care about the vibes because at the end of the day, the Eagles are better on both fronts um i think they'll get it figured out i i just don't really see a scenario i mean tampa tampa is not like they're coming off great vibes either they scored nine points on carolina uh which again carolina has a good defense but like the vibes are not exactly super high in tampa bay either at the moment.
1: yeah i mean they're, they're playing they're playing with house money i think at this point i don't think the bucks expected to be here the fans didn't expect to be here but they're here they're excited i work with Throwing another one of my coworkers into the chat. He's uh he's a Bucks fan and he he was living it, man. He's super, he's super pumped. They won their they won their division. He is chirping already at all all, all the Eagles fans at, at the company. He's he's ready to go. He he's running into this game full steam ahead. Eagles fans are not. I think the fans are matching the team's energies, you know, they live off each other. I'm, I'm just seeing it lean really the Bucks way. It's It's going to be, it's going to be a fun one.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to our next four or five matchup over in the AFC. Um, Frank, let's start with you this time. What's your read on this matchup and your overall prediction for the game?
2: Yeah, I do think this one is, is one of the more unpredictable ones, probably one that you'll see like 50, 50 in terms of what people are picking um, I'll, I mean, I'll just come right out. I'm picking the Browns in this one and, and this one is tough. And I just kind of went with the, the defense and what I'm seeing in terms of trends coming into the playoffs. So the Texans are obviously got hot just the last two weeks, needing those wins in order to win the division and earn themselves a playoff spot. Now, I think the key for the Texans, so we obviously we've seen what the Browns of defense have carried them all year long and mix and matching quarterback play now led by the elite Joe Flacco. But really, this defense and this defensive line especially has been carrying this team throughout the entire season. I'm going with the Browns just because I think they have that overwhelming pass rush. But I think the keys for the Texans here is going to be really what we've seen all season, but I think it was on full display Saturday night when the Texans played the Colts, is that where the Texans offense really thrives is that deep seven-step drop back, finding those explosive plays. It was Nico Collins this weekend. It's been Tankdale earlier in the season. When their tackles especially, but their offensive line can hold up, get C.J. Stroud back, step up in the pocket, and deliver those deep shots, that's how they've been winning these games, with those explosive plays to take an early lead. I think because of the Browns' defensive line, I just think they're going to overwhelm, especially on the interior. Texans' tackles are great. The interior of their line is very vulnerable. I think the Browns are going to be able to prevent them from doing that, force the Texans to try to play underneath, play try to run the ball, which really isn't their game. Um, So I just think that Browns defense is just going to overwhelm a little bit that front. I don't think the Browns offense has to do too much, but we've seen Joe Flacco lead a very explosive passing attack, especially if Amari Cooper can come back healthy, which, you know, we expect him to play this weekend. So I am expecting that. So, yeah, I think the Browns win in a a relatively decent scoring game, probably something in the realm of 21-17. But, yeah, just going to have to go with the defense on this one.
0: Yeah, so these teams have actually played each other already uh, this season. And so I think it was Cleveland who won in Houston 36 to 22. Um, But kind of breaking down this game. So the Texans have lost seven games this year uh, to the Browns, the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Colts, the Ravens, the Falcons, and the Jets. And so if you remove the AFC South team, just because they're divisional opponents, you know, those games, you can usually throw numbers out the window. Um... The common denominator between all these teams that they lost to is these are all top 10 elite defenses, with the exception of Atlanta, who ranked 11th in total defense. And so what that tells me is in the Texans' losses versus their wins is basically comes down to can they protect C.J. Stroud, right? And so they're here on his right shoulder. Uh, He's been absolutely spectacular his rookie season in ways that, you know, I never predicted were possible. Um, You know, I mentioned last week, like, I hate to see it. You know, as a Colts fan, I don't want to play this guy twice a year. Uh, but I do think that this entire Texans team has shown that they will fall apart if they can't protect Stroud, uh, especially if they fall behind the numbers and basically uh, allow the defense to just come after him in the second half of the game. Uh, they've shown that they're vulnerable to these elite defenses. Uh, and Cleveland is basically as elite as a defense can be. Uh, they've been spectacular this season. They've already shut him down once. I think they do it again. Um, And I think primarily, you know, what what makes the Browns so scary to me right now is, it's not even that Flacco is putting up big numbers on the offensive side. It's the fact that the Browns offense is no longer going three and out every other drive. And so you're not just dealing with an elitely talented, well-coached Browns defense. You're also dealing with a fresh one. Uh, every drive right because before we were seeing you know as elite as they were they were basically playing you know solid 35 to 40 minutes of each game it seemed like because their offense was so incompetent that's not the case anymore um I'm gonna go with Cleveland as well to win this game I had a 30 to 21 was my support prediction
1: yeah I think uh what you guys are saying is both fair I absolutely do however I will point out Stroud Stroud's been killing it this year. I mean, Flacco's been elite when he's when he's been putting up these last, these last like five weeks, six weeks, however many games he's played. But I think Stroud has proven throughout the whole season that he can match Flacco's play. Uh, to your point, Henry, about them already playing each other like three weeks ago or something, Stroud was not in that game. That was Davis Mills that was playing that game. And I think that is massive. So Stroud, Stroud is this team. He, he is his offense. I mean, we're looking, we're looking at how these two teams compare, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. It's the story of the Browns defense versus the Texans passing offense. I mean, get those are the, that's the strength versus strength. You know, the Browns they have one of the best pressure rates in the NFL. They have one of the best coverage grades in the NFL um, this year on their defense. And I and again, the Texans they're they their strength is their offensive passing, you know, and it comes, goes through Stroud. He will be the difference maker um, in this game. I don't think he's worried. I don't think the pressure is on him in terms of big games. He's played in big games, playing times before in college. I think he can't handle it. Um, A biggest, the biggest thing, I mean, Henry, we we both had this as a knock of Stroud. This is why I wasn't a Stroud believer when he was drafted. um, is because he had issues with the pressure. You know that's that's what something he struggled with. And he, I remember he struggled with that still at the beginning of the season. Um, I had I wasn't able to find specific his coverage and how is how he was against the pressure the whole season as a whole. I knew it was bad. It wasn't good at the beginning. However, I do know against against your Colts. Sorry to bring it up, but against your Colts a few days ago, he was pre- he was pressured. Um, shoot, I forget how many much he was pressured but he had an overall pre- grade against the pressure of like 92.7 like he, he he did really well against the pressure and if that if he can put up that kind of grades if he can do that well against the browns pressure because they're going to be pressuring him all game i mean their their tackles have been playing great which is which is good when you're playing against miles care and clowny you need you need your tackles to play great but the browns got guys up the middle it's it, They're going to get to Stroud. He's going to get rocked. He's going to get sacked. It's going to happen multiple times. It's how he handles it, and I think he is going to be able to handle this. I'm picking the Texans to win this one. I am surprised that they are favored on FanDuel right now. I would have thought just thinking about the Browns would be favored just because they match up so well against the Texans. You see it. But – I'm just sticking with the Texans. I think they're going to – I think they going to win this game. I think Stroud's going to prove why he's uh, the favorite to win. Rookie – offensive rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, all I heard from that was just like a bunch of reasons to pick against Stroud and the Texans and then just laying it out there at the end of why you're going with Houston. Um, we're, I think we're starting to identify between the three of us, you know, which one of us is, is going to have the hottest takes each week. And doesn't mean there's, it's going to be inaccurate, but it's, it's definitely hot, at least between the three of us. Um, but you know, you, like, I, I wish we could show our listeners some of our conversation topics. I mean, even from this past weekend, uh, but I don't really think Frank wants to, to get into that right now. It's, it sounds like a potentially a conversation topic for another episode. Alright, let's go ahead and dive into the 3-6 matchup over in the AFC. Um, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. So this is another I think this is the final matchup out of these six that is also a repeat matchup. These teams have already met in London uh, I think with Kansas City pulling out the win 21-14. to 14. Um, So Pucci, why don't we keep it with you? Uh, your beloved Kansas City Chiefs. What's your read on them against this uh, Dolphins team?
1: Yeah, not a big fan of the Chiefs, but you know what? I, I respect them, but not a big fan of them however that being said the dolphins are fraudulent they are they're right up there with the steelers as the one of the most fraudulent teams this year think about their wins what, what are they coming in they're 11 and 6 coming into this game coming out of the season of those 11 wins 10 of them were against teams that ended with a losing record and only one of them was against a team with a winning record of those six losses Five of them were against teams with winning records, and only one was a loss to a team with a losing record. They don't beat teams that win; they lose the teams that win, and they win against teams that lose. Doesn't you know? It's 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 it's. People say they're a fun offense. Yeah, they're fast. They like to say Mike McDaniels is is amazing, but they've had so. But it's really it's really not that, that impressive when you when you get when they're facing a good team. They're not that impressive. They're coming in with injuries. Raheem Mostert, Waddle, they haven't played the last two weeks. Probably will play this week. Who knows? Um, but they've also lost so many pass rushers on that defense. That defense is going to get picked apart as long as the Chiefs, you know, receivers catch one, half the balls that are thrown to them, um, which is a tough task for them. But I, I, I think the trends are going to continue. I don't until the the Dolphins can prove they can beat a, a good team. They can actually be a team with a winning record. I know they beat the Cowboys earlier this season, but Beyond that, they haven't done anything. I'm giving it to the Chiefs as much as I would love to see the Dolphins win and see Mahomes get kicked out in the first week of the playoffs. I get I gotta give this to them. They're gonna they're gonna handle business. It's Mahomes, it's the playoffs. He's home at Arrowhead. It's 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 gonna happen. Sorry, sorry, Finn's fans. All right, Frank.
2: You know, if this matchup was a month ago, I would have been all in Dolphins when they were healthy, when their pass rush was rolling, when their secondary was causing big plays and interceptions, and obviously when their running game was the best in the league and Tyreek Hill was on a tear. And a month ago, I think this would have been Dolphins no contest, personally. Now, we've seen a lot of Dolphins injuries on defense. Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips now both down for the year, and so completely taking away the Dolphins' ability to rush the passer. I think that leads to now you have to blitz more often, and then the Chiefs have been able to exploit that, I believe, with the, with the running game for the Chiefs has much improved this year. But the key to the winning for me, because I think either way, I think the Dolphins have the better offense, or at least they're playing like the better yep. offense. I mean, we know Mahomes can turn on the Chiefs' offense on any given week, but we just haven't seen it this year. So I think the Dolphins clearly have the more explosive offense. What I'm trusting here, though, is the Chiefs' defense to continue to carry them the way that they have through a division title this year. The Chiefs are the number one team this year in terms of pressure rate, 26.7%. And they only only allow 4.7 yards per play in total offense, which is tied for fourth best in the league. So I am just going to trust Chiefs' defense to prevent those big explosive Dolphins' plays by uh, rushing the passer. I always say the only way to stop speed at the receiver position is with speed at the corner position, but the other way is to get to the passer before the play has a chance to develop. The Chiefs have the ability to do that. And I think that the Dolphins will start to get a little bit frustrated. I do think they have that ability to get out in space with their fast running back, but overall, I'm just I'm gonna trust the Chiefs defense against a beat up Dolphins offense and defense. So going with the Chiefs
0: yeah so if you know me personally uh like Pucci, i have also been basically slamming the table the entire season that the miami dolphins are just not a good football team um you know they they're simply like they're well coached you know it's it's fantastic schematics especially on offense but just when it comes down to it they've been fraudulent the entire year however when i first saw that they were playing kansas city i actually wasn't as concerned about their injuries on defense just because kansas city hasn't had trouble protecting Mahomes this year it's just he has great time Mahomes home throws a beautiful pass their receivers just can't make a play uh to save their lives so i actually think that if this game was played in a dome i actually would lean miami um but that's not going to be the case uh this saturday night so i think this saturday night in kansas city it's going to be a high of nine degrees just from a pure physics standpoint the dolphins are built on speed and from a physics standpoint come winter Come the cold, fast becomes slow. That's just how it works. Um, you know, I, I think I grew up a fan of you know Peyton's Colts, and I would watch us go up to New England every single, you know, January and just get absolutely throttled because there's this concept in January football that fast becomes slow, but big doesn't become small. And the entire Miami offense is predicated on speed. Uh, I think statistically they're fantastic on the ground and you would think that translates well to January, but they're not a power running game. They're a very explosive, speedy running game that I think the Colt is going to have an impact on them. Um, Just being at home, you know, I think that that is going to impact Tua and that entire offense a decent amount. Um, So like like the both of you, I'm also going Chiefs. I have them winning 20 to 17, I believe, is what I had. Uh, And I think also more importantly, uh, I couldn't find the exact 2023 statistics on it, but – last year which was a worse chiefs defense than this year they were eighth against uh explosive play rate um against opposing offenses and so spags is basically this he's gonna be he's gonna be clearly scheming against these explosive plays they're gonna make two, a beat him underneath i don't think he's gonna be able to do that and i think the Colt will be the chiefs uh mvp this upcoming saturday so we have another clean sweep across the board
1: Yeah, yeah I I really. You
0: know,
1: Ty- 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 Tyreek's not gonna get his revenge. Yeah, I think <laughs> the Chief's gonna show him why they're comfortable letting him go.
0: Yeah. Well, Frank, Frank, you mentioned how like, you know, you stop speed with speed or with pressure to the QB. The other way you stop speed is with cold. You know, if if, any, if there's any comic fans out there, like one of the Flash's greatest enemies, his name is literally Captain Cold, doesn't have any superpowers except a cold gun. Um, But, like, cold stops, you know, moving molecules. And at the end of the day, like, it's just physics. Like, they're going to slow down in in that Kansas City winter. Um, And I I think it's going to have a tremendous impact on that offense.
2: Yeah, I think the Dolphins really needed this game to be home. And, and in general, to have more of a home field advantage. I think last weekend, that's why beating the Bills was so important to get that two seed to be guaranteed at least two home playoff games. And I think that's really important for a team that's built like them, that's built for Miami and that type of weather. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's a really good point to bring up. And I think that that's what we've seen with a lot of aerial attack offenses. when they get to January is they have to go to a place like Buffalo or green Bay or, you know, one of these cold weather stadiums and, and they're just not built to play. They're not used to playing like that. And the, the dolphins are one of the teams uh, very similar to the Cowboys that are tremendous at home and terrible on the road. And so that's one of the reasons why that's the case.
0: Yeah. Which is why Buffalo should build a dome because up until this year, their entire offense is built like they play in a dome. Um, But again, that's another conversation topic. Uh, All right, Frank, let's keep it with you for probably the matchup that I'm most excited about this week. Um, And I don't know, I know I'm not alone in this. And that is the six seeded Los Angeles Rams uh, carried by Matthew Stafford returning home to Detroit to face the three seeded Lions. Uh, Frank, what is your take on this game?
2: This game is definitely the one I'm most excited about. I think it's the one that most people are probably going to have the hardest time picking a winner for. And I think it's not just the excitement of the Jared Goff versus Matt Stafford and their former teams. And But what's really interesting is when I dove kind of into the numbers of this game, these teams are very similar in the way that they play and the way that they're built. But the Lions, what I noticed when I was going through it, are just a little bit better at everything. So in terms of passing, the Lions averaged this year 6.9 net yards per pass. The Rams were 6.6. Rushing, Lions 4.6 yards per rush to the Rams, 4.3. And their defenses for the Lions allowed 5.5 yards per play, and the Rams were a little bit better at 5.3. These teams are very similar in their ability to create explosive plays. Both teams have great wide receiver play and great running back play. But I believe the Lions are just a little bit better, a little bit more explosive. And when it comes down to it, which team do I trust to make that play? I am just leaning toward the Lions a little bit. And the main reason is mostly because which one's going to create big plays on both sides of the ball, not just offense, but defense. We've seen the Lions come up with big interceptions and Aiden Hutchinson leading that pass rush and coming up with the big sack and I just trust the Lions. I think they have a little bit more firepower on both sides of the ball to make the difference. But these two teams are very similar, which is really intriguing because a lot of playoff matchups you see, you know, passing an offense versus a running offense and and that sort of butting heads. But uh that that's what i think that makes this game so interesting but i just think the lions this year have just been a little bit better every step of the way and i'm i'm coming up with them and and also because of their holds you know controlled fury coming out of that cowboys loss from two weeks ago i just think they're like at a different level in terms of motivation and the way dan campbell is coaching that team so i'm going to give the nod to the lions
1: yeah, I think you hit the nail. I think you hit the nail on the head for the for this evaluation, this read, Frankie. Uh, they're they're they these these teams are are so similar. They both got explosive offenses, and they both got below average defenses. This game's gonna be, I think, it's gonna be a high scoring game, um, despite despite the quarterbacks being known by the other team. You know, more so the the Rams knowing Goff more than I think the Lions are gonna know Stafford. Just because this is a different crew that had Stafford. That being said. I think it's gonna be a race to score points. You know, it's not, it, it, it's 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 gonna be. I'm gonna come out with a a Bo, 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 boogie boogie is that his name or something. It, it hit one of his takes. Where it's gonna be whoever scores more points is gonna win this awesome. game.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, we'll pull out one of his takes for this. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be high score, and these teams I think is gonna be a big fun game to watch. It's one why I'm looking most forward to this one. And at the end of the day, as Frank as a Frankie said, just. When the numbers are that similar, you got to go in vibes. And I fucking vibe Dan Campbell, man. I love that guy. I think he's such a fun coach. You know, I remember watching, I don't know if you guys watched Hard Knocks when they were on that two two seasons ago, but he's the dude of NFL coaches for all you Big Lebowski fans out there. He's the dude of NFL coaches, and it's gonna he's going to have those boys ready. They're going to be biting kneecaps, whatever he likes to say, and they're going to have a good time.
0: Yeah, no, if you're a Lions fan, this has got to be just the dream, you know, matchup in your case. You know, you win your division for the first time in forever. Um, You know, you have your former savior, Matthew Stafford, coming back on his new Super Bowl winning team. Um, No, you guys, you guys nailed, you know, essentially that these are two very, very similar teams. You know, they like to run the ball to establish those explosive pass offenses. Um, You know, I think with Pucci saying like the vibe of Dan Campbell, it's definitely a very real thing. Um, But I'm actually going to pick against the grain against the two of you this week. I'm going to go with the Rams in this game. And the reason for that really comes down to one primary thing. And that is Matthew Stafford and the entire Sean McVay offensive system loves to play zone defenses, Uh, particularly zone defenses that, you know, have a little bit of trouble, you know, rushing the passer. Um, So the Lions actually have a great defensive line with Aiden Hutchinson. They can get after the passer, but really kind of the Rams' offensive rebound this year has come uh, behind on the shoulders of this revamped offensive line that's actually protecting Stafford quite well. And when you can protect Stafford and you choose to play zone defense on the back end, you are going to get absolutely dust. Um, I think the Lions play zone defense uh, in terms of ranking fifth most in the NFL. Um, I personally saw Stafford play against the Colts and Richardson in week four this year. And Gus Bradley just decided to absolutely just zone everything. Uh, you, Cooper Couples even playing that week, and you leave Puka Nakua just streaking down the middle in, in between these zones, uh, and Stafford's going to find him every single time. Um, I think for that particular reason, I think when you know push comes to shove in these critical, critical moments because these two teams are so similar and given how much they play zone defense, I'm going to go with the better quarterback. And the better quarterback in this case is Matt Stafford. Um, I'm gonna go with the rams twenty seven to twenty four. Uh, but I am just so excited to just you know see see Stafford's emotions. you know, how is he gonna handle that, right? like he's he's a pros is pro, but um, you know this isn't a game a lot of professional quarterbacks ever be, ever wanted to play. Uh, and so we'll see how he handles his emotions going into this game.
1: Well, that's that 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 that's a very good point about the whole the the zone coverage of the thing. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't really look into those tendencies as much for the lines. How, how what defense they play. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean the Rams the Rams red zone defenses. That's what they're. That's why Puka Nakua has been so good this year because he knows how to run around. You know that's why Cooper Cup is so he knows how to run around. And that's one of Stafford's best traits. He sees the whole field. You know he know he can see where the ball needs to go. He can find the guy as you said. So. That's a good point. Yeah, makes did what?
0: Did I just persuade you to change your?
1: No, page? you didn't persuade me. I'm still going with Dan Campbell. You know, I mean, it makes it a lot closer than I was gonna, than I was thinking, you know, especially with like Sam Laporta being out for the Lions, that's gonna. It's a big, explosive yeah. part of their offense. But I'm sticking with Campbell. He's. Uh, I'm, I'm. I. I can't go away from. Him. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm sticking with the Lions too, but Henry, you did bring up a really good point. I think that's always been McVay's superpower is that ability to beat zone coverage. I've always said that I thought – I think Sean McVay is the best coach for wide receivers in the NFL. And because their offense – I just I love the way that their passing attack is designed, and I love the way that their personnel department brings in the type of receivers that really work in McVay's offense, and it's about getting to the spot – Finding the space in the zone and cutting into it. And then and so yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. And the lions have a ton of holes in their secondary. We know they've been struggling at corner the whole time. And so yeah, this one's just gonna come down to which offense or defense in terms of turnovers or anything, but basically which offense can put together enough explosive plays. And and you're right. I mean, if you have to pick a quarterback, of course everyone's going with the Rams and um, but if you have to pick, you know, running backs, you know, everyone's going to lean the Lions. So it's just going to be about which team I think comes up with that big play in the fourth quarter. And so, yeah, this is this will be a very exciting one.
0: Yeah, no, Pucci, I love how like you just acknowledged everything I said, but at the end of the day, like vibes here, you know, advanced statistical analysis down here. Uh, I love it.
2: Vibes over everything.
1: Look, look <laughs> at my picks, boys. It's all vibes. It's all vibes. <laughs> it's all vibes. Every one of my picks. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. So
0: those are going to be our wild card weekend predictions. Um, so it looks like we've got three sweeps across the board. And so it'll be the two, four, five 4 uh, matchups and the NFC 3-6 matchup. Well, we have our disagreements and so uh, I am keeping tally of all of our lifetime picks, you know, on this podcast um, so far. I think I think Frank is, is in the lead uh, and then Poochie's behind him by one game and I'm behind uh, Pucci by one game. So, I, you know, I guess if Frank picked your team, congratulations, you're going to be moving on to the divisional round. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, we're actually going to go ahead and reveal our entire playoff prediction bracket. So this includes, you know, these predictions in front of you, uh, but also our divisional conference championship and our overall Super Bowl prediction and score. And so um, I will just go ahead and fill out these wild card predictions based off of the ones we just gave. Um, So, Frank.
2: Way ahead of you there, Henry. Oh, lovely.
0: Less work for me. okay um well i guess we could just stick with you then uh why don't you go ahead uh you don't need to provide too much detail because we'll we'll dive into these you know matchups if they actually happen uh in future episodes but go ahead and reveal to us uh you you can go ahead and type it yourself your predictions for the entire 2023 playoffs
2: happy to absolutely so we'll start with the nfc we could just go through a wild card weekend so the first matchup that comes up here it would be for me the two three cowboys lions This is very interesting and and kind of what we were just talking about with both of these teams as we were going through Wild Card Weekend. Two very explosive passing attacks. Now, I did just go with the team. Pucci, you're going to love this one. I went with the vibes on this one. I had to go with the vibes. I picked the Lions. This one was tough. I think it's it's kind of you kind of get to the point where it's like the Cowboys' time. I mean, every year there's no reason why the Cowboys can't win a Super Bowl the last several years, but they just can't. There's just something that happens to them. Maybe it's mentally, maybe it's coaching. I don't know what it is. They have trouble winning in the playoffs beyond Wild Card Weekend. I went with the Lions. I think that they're going to come in hungry. I think that their their offense is going to come in explosive. I just I love the way this team is coached. I'm going to go ahead and pick them. To make it to the NFC Championship game, and uh, this one will come as no surprise. I mean, when you hear me, just get me started talking about the San Francisco 49ers and and strap yourself in. Uh, I'm picking the 49ers in this one. I mean, especially given a matchup with the Eagles, but I don't care who they're playing. I'm picking the 49ers. I love their offense. It's so beautifully designed. It's so set up for success for every single person in it. And their defense has the ability to dominate anybody. You know, they, they have showed up at times this year. They haven't shown up. They've given up big games at, in the middle of the season a little bit there. But when you have a great pass rush, the ability to run the ball, and it create explosive plays on offense, that's a formula to win a championship. I'm picking the 49ers here, and I'll just go ahead and close out the NFC. 49ers, Lions, 49ers would be the home team in this game. They're hosting. They're angry because they know they should have been in the Super Bowl last year, if not for the injury. They're built for it. I'm picking the 49ers to play in the Super Bowl. The tougher part for me in this bracket was the AFC portion of the bracket because this is one where, other than the Ravens, I don't see a team like that looks like they're built for it or, or anything. And so a lot of these matchups were were kind of weird, and these are teams that, like, you look at them kind of at the beginning of the year and be like, oh, Bills-Chiefs, like, of course. You know, to, they're always in the playoffs, right? But they just – they're coming in. They, they really came in sluggish, like kind of the second half of the year. I mean, the Bills got really hot. And because of that, I am sticking with the Bills. We've seen the Chiefs play a lot of sloppy offense. I think the Bills' defense and Sean McDermott know how to exploit that. They can rush the passer. I think they'll put pressure, and then that'll put pressure on the receivers who have not shown up in any way whatsoever this year. And I think the Bills' offense hasn't been very explosive, but their ability to run the ball gives me a confidence in their ability to close out big games in the playoffs that they didn't have the previous few years, even though their offense was better last year and the year before that. But that ability to run the ball – can allow their defense to actually finally win them a game and so i am going with the bills here against the chiefs finally getting that revenge after the bills seem to always be knocked out by the chiefs and or the Bengals every year in the playoffs and so i'm gonna have to to stick with them i think they finally get it done in the divisional round this year and then we got ravens browns a divisional matchup he seems very familiar with each other i just think that the way the ravens are rolling i think sometimes coming off two weeks of a bye, one being the bye in the wild card and one being week 18 when they rest their starters. That's tough. That's what happened to the Ravens in 2019 when they were the one seed and they were the clear favorite to win the Super Bowl and they came out sluggish against the Titans. I I would say against the defense that can force that on them with the Browns, this one's a little bit tough. I am still picking the Ravens, their ability to run the ball, regardless of who the running back is and their ability to rush the passer and finally have an explosive as somewhat of an explosive passing game compared to what they've had the last few years. I'm going with the Ravens here. Now, this one was tough. You know, kind of, I think all signs really kind of point to the Ravens. But when I look at the way these two teams match up, I think the Bills actually have the ability to be more explosive. I like the Bills ability to rush the passer a little bit better. And I think that the Ravens' offensive line, as well as it holds up, I haven't seen them be, like, super challenged. This is going to be a defense that really challenges the Ravens, and it's it's a great secondary, although it's banged up. It's it's still – they've been showing up the last few weeks. They're well-coached. I'm picking the Bills, and I know that might be kind of a hot take, Bills coming out of the AFC, but I think that they're the hottest team other than the Ravens in the AFC to come out of this part of the bracket. And I'm just picking them to kind of get hot at the right time. They got a really easy matchup with the Steelers and Wild Card weekend. I think that helps a lot. It's kind of like a get right game in the playoffs, which you don't get that opportunity very often, but not having to play against TJ Watt and kind of having an easier game on defense. I think they get to put it all together, then face their nemesis, the chiefs and then the Ravens. And so I, I like the bills coming out, but I'm going with the 49ers in the super bowl they have been my super bowl pick pretty much all year since the year started um they were my preseason pick to win the nfc and now sticking with them to finally get that super bowl title kyle shanahan finally looks like he has all the pieces falling in place that offense is together they invested heavily in the defense last year they were an elite defense and then they bring in chase young and javon hargrave so they're even better they have the ability to play with anyone play beat anyone at any game I'm going with the 49ers here. When I started making this bracket, the only thing I was 100% sure of was the 49ers were winning the Super Bowl for my bracket. Everything else I had to really kind of look around and find numbers and and really kind of play within my head. But but yeah, this is this is what I'm going with for sure. Final score, I'm going to go I'm going to go 27-21 49ers over the Bills.
0: I like it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I see a couple um,
1: good picks, a couple really bad ones. 27-21, Interesting. Yeah, I mean, good picks. Love that uh, the Browns-Brown Ravens matchup you got down there. Just showing off the uh, couple, couple a divisional battle from the best division in football. You know, it's it's that'll be an exciting one in your in your bracket week two. You know, I say best division of football. I don't know if you guys saw the stats, but this is the second time in NFL history that an entire division's teams all have winning records or above five hundred records. Last time uh, leagues they started doing divisions in nineteen thirty-three. The last time all divisions won, nineteen thirty-five, the NFL West. So AFC North, man, it's tough battle out a tough battle out there. But yeah, I agree with the Ravens. They're gonna they're gonna beat the Browns. The Browns, as we were talking about, are great pressure, great effort great at uh coverage Ravens are great at running the ball they're going to run the ball and that's how they're going to beat the Browns they're going to control it they're also good at stopping the run which is going to be bad for the Browns I like that one that's that's the one I'm going to highlight highlight for you all right
0: Pucci let's reveal yours
1: all right, let's go. All right, I guess I should pull this up myself. Um, So, got my picks in here from the wild card, and then we'll start with the NFC here. Going with the Cowboys, Lions, similar to Frank. You, Frank, you're, you're right. I do like that pick. You know, the vibes are the Lions. This is the Cowboys. They, they, they just don't win. And it's, it's how about them <laughs> Cowboys? You know, they don't win in they don't win in the playoffs. So they're not winning this. They're not winning this one. The Lions are going to carry on. They got again a couple of explosive teams here. Uh, you know, Laporta could be back by then. Probably not, but could be. Um, I think it will be. I think it will be another fun one. I think every Lions matchup would be a fun one. So it's it's going to be another explosive battle. if The Lions are going to take this one. Coming up for the other divisional game, like the Bucks. You know. Again, as I said when we were talking about the wild card, they weren't beating the Eagles. The Eagles were beating themselves. I don't think the Bucks are that impressive of a team. I just think the Eagles are trash. That means coming here, the 49ers, they are not trash. These guys are a juggernaut of the NFC. Uh, they've been the best team in the NFC all year, and I don't think it's been close. And so I am uh, sticking with the, the 49ers to carry that one through. I'm going to hold off on pick, on this one and go now to the Sticking the divisional round going with bound to the AFC. We got Bills versus Chiefs. This is the moment the Bills fans have been waiting for. This is what the Bills have been waiting for. They're a better team than the Chiefs, finally. They're at home finally hosting them instead of going to Arrowhead, finally. So every year it's been, well, why is it the same all year? Well, this is the year it's different. Everything is now on the Bills' side. They're going to win this game. You know, the, 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 you're right. They got they got the pressure, you know, to put on the Chiefs. They're not fraudulent like the Dolphins. They're going to cause the Chiefs to have all the problems they've been having all year. They're, they're going to shut them down. It's going to be the Bills. It's going to be a fun one. Texans-Ravens. Unfortunately, the Ravens have also been juggernauts. They have been the juggernaut of the AFC. Um, I've been saying they're overrated, but I'm also biased, probably, maybe, you know um i think but i think there is room for them to be beaten i don't think it's going to be done by the texans i think the texans are a little too one-dimensional to beat the ravens you need to have multiple ways of winning i think the texans are again their strength is pat their strength is passing i don't know how great their running attack is which is going to hurt them the ravens are really good at zeroing in on an offense um and then their offense themselves will Take over this Texans defense. The Texans aren't going to have an answer. I'm going with the Ravens. This brings us to the championship round. Now I'm going to be honest, boys. This one was a tough one for me. Didn't know what to do here because if I'm being just the this, this straight teams, stats, who's better? It's 49ers Ravens. You know that's that's that, those are the teams that are better than the ones that are in front that they're facing. You know, that's 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 who the predictions have been all year. That's who NFL has scripted them. I don't know if you guys have seen the whole logo thing with the purple and the red that has matched up with the last, like, three logos the NFL has put out for the Super Bowl advertisements. They've been marketing it going to be a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl all year. But to that, I say, fuck the scripts. I'm going with my vibes. Dan Campbell, probably one of my favorite non bengals wow. in the NFL. The Lions, huge upset against the 49ers. The they are going to take over. Purdy is not going to know what to do with Aiden Hutchinson sitting in his lap all day. They're going to take away those checkdowns from him. You know, it the the Purdy's going to actually have to be forced to make plays downfield. It ain't going to happen. Lions are gonna outscore them, make the Super Bowl. It's gonna be great. Now, coming to the down to the AFC championship, as I said, fuck the vibe, fuck, fuck, fuck the script. We're going with the Bills. You know, they're two they're a two-dimensional, you know, multi-dimensional offense. You know, they can pass the ball, they can run the ball. Ravens are great at getting pressure, but you know what? Josh Allen can extend those plays. He can get out of the pocket, away from that pressure. He can extend plays to give his receivers time to get open. He can find the guy. He's got the talent to do it. If he can hold off on the turnovers, that's going to be the big decider for this game is Josh Allen and his turnovers. You know That was a close game they kind of had against the Dolphins this past weekend, but it was only close because Josh Allen threw two red zone interceptions. If he doesn't do that against the Ravens, which – who knows if that's going to happen? But if he doesn't do that, they're going to beat the Ravens. He's going to carry their team to the Super Bowl, and now we're into a fun Super Bowl, boys. The Lions versus Bills. What a great, what a great. Who isn't going to be excited for that Super Bowl? The Bills Mafia are just just an exciting team to like root for. You know, they're just a, such an exciting fan base. I think they're f- so fun. And then the Lions story, Dan Campbell, it's just awesome. This is the vibes of Vibes Super Bowl right here. And you know what? We're riding those vibes. It's it's the coolness, the swag, the explosiveness of of Dan Campbell and his Lions team versus the Bills Mafia. You know, and I'm going to have to stick with my Super Bowl pick all year. The Lions. Lions are going to take this one. They're going to get their first Super Bowl, bring it to Detroit. Campbell is going to be in tears, bawling. That guy's emotional. He's so much passion. He, they're going to win this game. It's going to be a win. Not. not it's going to be a close one. It's going to be 30, 30 to 27. You know, I think both teams, defenses, offenses, they're going to show up. But at the end of the day, it's not going to be a dark blue confetti rating from the top. It's going to be light blue. Campbell's taking it all the way. He's gonna. It's 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 gonna be great. Can't wait to watch his victory speech. It's gonna be awesome. You picked
0: the Lions preseason to win a Super Bowl.
1: I think I did. They've definitely been my NFC pick. Um, I haven't. I don't know if I picked an AFC people just because Bengals. I'm like, Bengals gonna win. They're gonna do it. But yeah, <laughs> the Lions. The Lions are fantastic. I might have. I might have made the pick after Week One. You know yeah. that could. It could have been an after Week One situation, but uh, I, I'm not as early as Frank when it comes to making those those Super Bowl picks. You know, I'm not as committed. I want to see a team play at least a little. You know,
0: Frank's already done the mock draft for for, for the upcoming April draft for through all seven
2: rounds. <laughs> I've done probably a good five, six, seven mock drafts already. Yeah, it wouldn't I mean, my surprise first, My first it one was in October, so.
1: What surprised me, if Frank's done a mock draft for twenty twenty five. I mean, that guy he, he gets ahead of it. But uh, I have names
2: I, written down. I haven't done a mock draft, but I got twenty twenty five names on my big board already. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you
1: go, there you go. But yeah, this is this is the uh, bracket of destiny. You know, everyone, no one's going to be upset with this one. I'm going with the crowd majority, high, high on the fan-o-meter. We're going to have a good good bracket, good good Super Bowl run. All right, what I so, will
2: agree with is, is if we could pick the most fun Super Bowl for every fan to watch, like from an unbiased perspective, Bills Lions is is gonna take it. It'd be two incredible fan bases who have been through a lot, two teams that have never won a Super Bowl, and yeah, that'll be unbelievable.
0: It would be it would be immaculate vibes from like a like the two week media standpoint leading up to that game. Uh, just oh my goodness, and it's in Vegas, right? Yeah, the Super Bowl.
1: Oh my God! It's Good one. Holy cow! Can you imagine the Bills Mafia putting money down and on Vegas? Holy shit! They're they're gonna change it from red and black to bl- red and blue because if they do that, they're gonna make so much money in the casinos. Every it's single just, fans are gonna be putting it on blue.
2: Just broken folding tables all up and down the Vegas Strip.
1: <laughs> that is pretty. That would elite.
2: be an in, incredible week.
1: That would be awesome. All right, all right Henry. So I, I will bracket. what are we do
0: quickly reveal mine we are a little behind on time so I'll quickly reveal mine while also just telling you know the both of you you know why your predictions are wrong um all right so we'll go ahead and start in the NFC division so we've seen this before I mean from a vibe standpoint and from a match perspective Cowboys can run the ball Eagles can't stop the run I'm gonna go Cowboys to so go ahead and make the NFC championship game. Uh, and then over here, um, nothing you guys haven't already said, the 49ers are an elite, elite team on both sides of the ball. This is against a division and opponent, so it won't necessarily be an easy game for them. Uh, but with all that being said, I'm still going with the Niners. Um, like the both of you, you guys have both already said all the reasons that you need to. I'm going with the Bills over Kansas City. So now we come to a very very interesting matchup so like i said for the nfc divisional game between the rams and the 49ers i think anytime you have a divisional opponent in the playoffs you can basically throw everything out of the window you could throw logic you could throw advanced statistics um it purely comes down to in those 60 minutes which team executes more and First of all, can we talk about like the storylines behind this matchup with Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore? Um, you know, everyone's talking about the Stafford return. Like Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore is the return that nobody saw coming uh, in a divisional playoff game. Like this would be absolutely electric. Um, they have both obviously already faced each other this year. They split the series. I'm going with Cleveland to be the one to go into Baltimore again to repeat a 2019 upset. Uh, Frank, you touched earlier about how sometimes it's not necessarily a good thing when you have this much rest against a team, especially against a division opponent. You start overthinking things. uh, When it comes down to just playing in between the lines, Cleveland, I think, has the ability to match Baltimore from a physicality standpoint. All the advanced metrics say that Baltimore will win that game. I like Joe Flacco and Miles Garrett to go in there and upset the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to pick Cleveland to advance to the AFC championship game, which just breaks my heart because I don't want to see Cleveland in the AFC championship game. But so these are their two conference championship games. I'm going to keep the NFC pick short and sweet the Cowboys versus the 49ers. The 49ers are built to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Like they match up against them and basically a superior way in every single way you can look at the game of football. Um, I think they've blown them out three straight years. I'm picking the 49ers to do it again. I just don't think Dallas matches up. So with the AFC championship game, this one is also intriguing to me just because at the end of the day, I don't necessarily trust Josh Allen to perform well multiple games in a row. You know, we've seen how even in the game Sunday night against Miami, he basically got bailed out by his defense and his special teams. There's a comeback and win that game. Um, but with that being said, like I, at the end of the day, like he still is an elite level quarterback. I think he has enough help around him this time with James Cook, with that running game. Uh, they're not totally reliant on his arm and his rushing ability this time around. And that defense, even with other injuries, it doesn't really make sense, you know, that they're performing as well as they are. I actually think defensive statistic statistics wise they are a worse defense than they were the past two years But my, my eye test tells me that they're a better defense than they were last year i'm gonna pick buffalo to finally overcome you know all their whores they are going to advance to the super bowl so i think all of us have the same afc champion uh right yeah Pucci, you picked the bills right oh yeah okay so we all have picked the bills to advance out of the afc um you know, we're gonna break this game down in about three weeks. So I'll save my in-depth analysis on this matchup for then. Uh, but I'm gonna go with 49ers, 31, Bills 24. And the
2: 49ers will be Super Bowl champions at the end of the day. Hey, but we I mean, can talk about it. You and I ended up with the same Super Bowl and the same Super Bowl winner. So I mean, our mm-hmm. road to the to the Super Bowl was a little different, but for the most part, I mean, obviously we end the same. So yes interesting all three of us are off the ravens i think we're all just i mean i think we all kind of express similar concerns with them in that the three weeks off being off week 18 having the bye week but but notably which is funny is the 49ers are doing the same thing and none of us express that same kind of concern with them Gucci had them losing but i don't know if that was for different i mean that was a vibes pick so we get that but but yeah, you know, interesting that we all kind of had that concern about the Ravens and the Ravens being really the number one team coming out of the regular season, including the 49ers. Um, I mean they smoked the 49ers on uh, was that Christmas Eve or Christmas Day game? So uh, that game wasn't close, but it's just it's interesting that all of us have them missing out on the Super Bowl this year.
0: Yeah, so for me, actually, you know, the rest is definitely a factor. When I look at the this Baltimore Ravens, Steve, as talented as they are, one thing that I w- I've said all year that I still think remains true is if you take away Lamar Jackson and you just look at the rest of the roster this is a very above average roster across the board but they don't exactly have a ton of blue chip players at blue chip positions you know I know they have Roquan Smith you know uh you know probably is a blue chip linebacker but in terms of these blue chip positions you know wide receiver defensive end you know cornerback I don't see that they have these you know, elite top three players at these position groups. And I think when it comes down to it, they're just a very above average team at a lot of, you know, position groups, very well coached, you know, and they're riding on an MVP, you know, caliber quarterback. Um, But if you compare that to, you know, the Bills or even the Browns, you know, they have blue chip players at these premium positions. And I think that matters, you know, like, you know, for our audience, I'm a Colts fan, you know, we've had, all pros across the entire roster, but you know, when those all pros are at running back, linebacker, defensive tackle, it does make a difference come January football. And so that's actually more of the reason why I picked against Baltimore to to win two straight to make the Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, we all picked against the Ravens. So if that comes to fruition, we could dive into that in future episodes. It
1: it, it, it is interesting that we all picked an NFC team to win the Super Bowl. Just because the AFC has just been way better than the NFC in totality this year, um, I, I just I was, I was just looking it up and like in head-to-head matchups of AFC to NFC, AFC has a lead. I think forty-six to thirty-four this year. So I, it, it is wild that we're all picking an AFC team, but.
2: We, we came in preseason knowing the AFC was the stronger conference, but they were wildly disappointing this year. I mean, the, the AFC superpowers really didn't show up. Like, really, the, the superpowers from last year, like, you can look at the four division champions. Two of them missed, just the Bengals and the Jaguars. And a lot of that had to do with injuries and different sort of inconsistencies throughout the season. One and then the – bust. then the bills and the chiefs you have like the chiefs not matching their super bowl run from last year at all on offense the bills having a really slow start and then kind of getting hot and so those afc superpowers that we were kind of expecting coming in really didn't show up specifically on the offensive side of the ball and so these nfc teams that you know if you kind of look at most of these top teams in the nfc they're led by their defenses right like 49ers cowboys eagles for the most of the season like we've seen running games and defenses and, you know, the Cowboys off, uh, passing of tack obviously grew as the season went on, but two very different types of conferences that are built to beat each other with a lot of similar teams. But yeah, we all kind of have that NFC team prevailing, whether it's the 49ers or the Lions for us, um, but just interesting kind of that the, the AFC where we've seen all, all, the, all the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now are playing in the AFC for the most part. And so um, it's just interesting kind of how the season unfolded that way.
0: No, I totally agree. And I think we've seen in like direct head to head matchups, right? Like Buffalo going into Philadelphia, you know, I think until the Baltimore, you know, Ravens went into San Francisco and blew them out of the water. We really hadn't seen a top level AFC team go ahead and actually showcase that they can beat these top level NFC teams. Um, I think it'll be close, you know, come Super Bowl time, you know, just because, you know, if if I think in any of our, you know, three Super Bowl matchups, you know, you've got these high power offenses. I'll just throw in there, you know, to to wrap up this episode that at the end of the day, we've seen it over and over again. You know, these top offenses get you to the Super Bowl, but it's always the defenses that come through, you know, come in the big game's biggest moments to win it. And so, um, like I said, we're a little over on time, but I'm really, really excited to dive into, you know, those potential matchups with you guys in in the future. Um, So I think we are going to call it a, a successful episode one uh if you've listened up to this point i mean congratulations like i i I get sick of hearing my own voice so i uh we appreciate you listening um i think in future episodes we're going to go ahead and toss in social media as we continue growing this podcast and growing our channels um but super super excited you know to kind of share our thoughts you know with the rest of the world uh and i'm sure once i stop recording you know the three of us are going to continue our meaningless conversations uh, anyways but um thank you for listening this has been the triple read option podcast and we will see you next week to talk about the divisional round matchups